This is MSCI Perspectives, your source for weekly research insights as investors respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm your host, Adam Bass, and today is July 2nd, 2020. This week, the view from China, where folks have the most experience adjusting to life under COVID-19, knowing what it means to try and reopen an economy, and unfortunately, now reacting to a second wave of infections. For an on-the-ground perspective, we spoke with Zhao Zhu Wang from the ESG research team in Beijing. Zhao Zhu, thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's my pleasure to um, share my local perspective and local watch in China. As I mentioned, you're calling today from your home in Beijing, where, after nearly two months of no new cases of COVID-19, there were new infections discovered a couple of weeks back. Before we get to how the government and markets reacted, how are you doing in the midst of this second wave? Thanks for the question. Um, I think first, the, the second wave, it's really um, was a big surprise because people started to consider only we, we need to pay attention of any imported case. And also where the case happened, the, the new case happened, is a, uh, was a big shock for the city because it's coming from um, from a market. But the market is, uh, it's a wholesale market, says like more than 70% of vegetables uh, and 30% of uh, meats and also like more than 20% of seafood everyday serving on people's table in Beijing. It's all just sourced from this market. So I, I would say it's really a big surprise. And in the beginning, we really make people too uh, worried and concerned about the situation. Wow. Especially given the importance of this market, it seems clear now why the Chinese government took such immediate action. And the headlines do suggest they've been pretty successful. What steps did they take and what role did advancements in technology play? In China, the use of advanced technology and also uh, big data um, help a lot. So the first thing is trying to figure out people who connected to the market, who like have ever been to the market in the past two weeks, they using like mobile data to track people who have been to the market. Uh, in China, uh, for retail customers uh, or even wholesale customers, they, they buy things through mobile payment, through WeChat or Alibaba platform. So if you've been to the market, you consume in the market, there will be a data record. Interesting. But it goes even further than that, no? Everyone now in Beijing and in China, we have a um, the health code we carry with. Um, so it's linked to our uh, mobile data usage. So um, if uh, someone ever been to a high-risk region, um, it will turn into a red or yellow if media risk. How does that work exactly? Like one example is one of my um, husband's friends, he's just driving past by the market, even like not get into it. He get a call from the um, community, ask him to do the test. It's um, amazing. They can track people in that way. But it, if the technology has been used in the wrong way and over the longer term, it's uh, also a, a threat for for citizens, so people also have this kind of concern. Okay, 
So those are some of the tools available that the government has in monitoring and managing the crisis. But how do everyday people keep track of the virus? Um, if we open our mobile, there is um, um, a software we call Baidu Map. It's something like Google Map. We can easily figure out, okay, where the new there is new case diagnosed every day. It's real-time um, update. And where, which region has been um, classified as high-risk and media-risk by the government. And how about investors? Markets around the world have been rising and falling on pandemic news all year. What about the markets in June after the new cases arose? I, I think in general, because uh, the market um, start to understand the situation in general is, is under control. And uh, we, we didn't see a market crash. We, we do see um, there are still some preference from investors in terms of um, industry. So definitely healthcare is one of the most popular. On the other hand, um, I, I think in China, some of the consumer sector started to um, reopen and uh, started to flourish because um, and especially some consumer goods, they can easily sell online rather than like restaurant or or movie theaters, people need to go there to enjoy the service. So some of the consumer sector are also quite popular among investors in China because people's um, shopping habits um, is changing. Where have investors focused more recently? Recently, lots of um, also, investor focus is about Hainan and uh, also um, we'll see any investment opportunities in this region. Hainan has been in the news recently as a pilot-free trade zone and a place where the government has given a lot of tax incentives. But why Hainan? What makes it so special? So Hainan, it's uh, it's an island not connected to the mainland. It's in the south of China. Uh, it's very warm in the, in the winter. It's a well-known place for for people uh, to go to there to spend winter holidays um, in Hainan province. So for now, anyway, it sounds like the point is to promote Hainan as a destination for domestic travel, as a way to help support the economy just as governments around the world have done in their own countries. Yes, yes. Now in Hainan, the government we will allow customers to enjoy the same tax-free policies if you are doing all the shopping in this region to um, speed up the, the flourish and to, to drive the economy uh, to recover. Again, everyone here is sending you and your family good thoughts as you deal with the second wave. As someone who has been through the first wave, any final thoughts for those of us who are still very much mired in it? I feel um, we, we should um, also adjust ourselves to get used to the situation. It's a lot of intense, um, but we, we, we can try to find new ways and using technologies to solve lots of problems, to keep connected with our um, the beloved ones and also keep connected to your working the partners or colleagues or clients so um, and I, I think 
anything also going online with digital technology and new technology can support a lot in our daily life now more people are more sophisticated with all kinds of webinar tools or online meeting tools or online shopping tools so it brings a new stage of life to us that's all for this week thanks to Xiao Xu and to all of you for joining us we hope you'll join us next week when we ask How trendy is your style factor? Strategist Hitendra Varsani breaks down the results from the first full quarter under COVID-19 from the perspective of these key drivers of risk and return. If you have a moment, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast so you can stay up to date on our latest episodes and insights. If there's a topic you'd like explored, or if you just want to let us know what you think, don't hesitate to leave a comment. For more from MSCI, check out our sister podcast, ESG Now. Follow us on the MSCI LinkedIn page, and don't forget to bookmark www.msci.com coronavirus for all our crisis-related content. Until next week, I'm your host, Adam Bass, and this is MSCI Perspectives. Stay safe, everyone.